from the horse capital of the world, the great city of Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome to Red Barn Radio. Wherever in the world you're listening, join us as we celebrate the music and artists of this Kentucky region. Tonight, Red Barn Radio presents a concert performance with the Daniel Mason Band. Coming up on Red Barn Radio. No, oh, 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 no, you don't.
Red Barn Radio is brought to you with the financial support of Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information, Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. We're more than just bluegrass. Lex Arts, Lexington, Kentucky's Arts Council, creating a great American city inspired by the arts. We'd like to thank Sims Pizzeria and Soda Fountain for supplying food each week for our musical guests and volunteers. Chef Greg Scott and Sims Pizzeria and Ice Cream Parlor is located just minutes from Lexington in historic Wilmore, Kentucky. For more information, see Sims Pizzeria and Soda Fountain on Facebook. Listen locally. Working in concert to encourage everyone to embrace any opportunity to listen locally and engage with each other in a variety of shared experiences, including music, theater, poetry, dialogue, and conversation. You can learn more about Listen Locally on Facebook, Instagram, and at listenlocally.net. The Griffin Gate Marriott Resort and Spa is Red Barn Radio's guest accommodation partner, providing hotel accommodations for our musical guests. The Griffin Gate Marriott Resort and Spa is the ideal choice for your next visit to Lexington, Kentucky. AccuPrint provides printed programs each week for our audience members. For all your printing needs, AccuPrint is on the web at accuprint.us. Good evening, I'm Renee Collins and welcome to Red Barn Radio. Now in our 17th broadcast season, tonight is Red Barn Radio's 623rd live concert performance. We are pleased to present a program of great live music featuring the Daniel Mason Band. There is something to be said about Daniel Mason, the way he captures an audience with his soulful voice that brings back a taste of blue-eyed soul with a mix of country and R&B. Born in Paris, Kentucky, Daniel emerged and matured his talent in the local church choir. From there, he developed guitar and writing skills. As most serious hungry artists, he moved to Nashville, Tennessee to establish himself as a singer-songwriter. Daniel is now pursuing his own career, the Daniel Mason Band. Appearing tonight with Daniel are Scott Barrett, Jace Hackman, and Joel Burns. Please welcome the Daniel Mason Band to the Red Barn stage. Save. Oh, oh, oh. 
You're not the same person that I used to know. Is it time to let go? Yeah, you're sinking. Redbone Radio's Brad Becker. I'd love to know, Daniel, how old were you when you first discovered your voice? Oh, I was pretty young because yeah. my sister used to say all the time, "You sound like a girl." Oh, really? So, Did you? Yeah. Were you? Were yeah, you high? Yeah, I was pretty young when I started singing. I was listening to a lot of the old stuff uh, because my mom and my dad, especially my mom, she's um, she sang in the church and stuff too, and uh-huh. she used to play a lot of the old music around the house. So. That kind of got me into that, you know. You know, listening to a lot of the, you know, the soul music, you know, the blue eyed soul, especially like some of the old school stuff growing up and stuff, that really hit home with me. So, mm-hmm. you know, growing up playing the guitar, I wanted to like learn that stuff. And some of the rock music through like the mid 80s too, some of the hair bands I got, you know, into and tried to like learn the stuff, but never really caught on with that. You were first a singer? Yeah, I sang first. I mean, I sang when I was really young. Mom and Dad got me like to the youth choirs and things like that. I picked that up pretty quickly. You what know, did you so learn doing wasn't... choir music? Oh, goodness. What did I learn? Yeah. To sing with other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I fly to the moon in a hot air balloon for you. Drive and reverse across the universe for you. Jump out of a plane without a parachute for you. Run a marathon in my birthday suit for you. I'm crazy. 
have any other teachers that made a difference when you were a young person? Oh, man. Uh, I can't remember her name, but I remember when I was in sixth grade. That's awful, isn't it? It's that special. Well, we had this little section in our year where we picked up these little, like, plastic guitars with nylon strings, and they taught us, like, the basic, you know, uh, chord, you know, like, one finger. And, uh, you know, I, I... saw some friends that were already really developed and they were playing full chords and they were doing a lot of stuff and I was like, man, I want to do that. I want to mm. be able to do that. Mom and Dad bought me this little little harmony guitar, which I still have to this day. Oh, good. And, I mean, I literally played the thing to my fingers bled. Thank you, Brian Adams. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I just I played that thing to death. So you had a little amp? You had a little practice amp? And well, it was, was an acoustic. acoustic? Oh. It was an acoustic, yeah. So by the time you were in your sort of mid-teens, 15, 16, were you already at that point in time well, performing, you know, I the wasn't kind of really performing like? as much. I mean, I still did. I still sang in the church, but I was really into sports at that moment. It mm-hmm. wasn't until like my junior year in high school, I started hanging out with a good friend that sang. I mean, he would go out and sing with his uncle and they would go play shows and, and uh, kind of develop my sound through him, too. He, he kind of got me over the stage fright kind of kind of thing so because I didn't deal. sing public a lot then in church I did collectively but not as an individual so, so what kind of music were you doing with this this friend of yours that uh, where you first learned uh, to perform it was fairly kind of the same stuff I and mean, we did a lot of pop music you know huh. kind of you know like that folky pop stuff yeah so yeah you know, a lot I, of harmonies, a lot of harmonies and things like that. Okay. Vocally. When you're running around dressed down to makeup, shut shorts, and a tight little white tank top, doesn't stop dropping my jaw, driving me wild with your dynamite smile and eyes like stars shining brighter, brighter than the rest. Huh. When you're walking around in an evening gown, wearing your hair up by feet, lying if denying, you were the prettiest lady in this place. I think I'll change my daydreams back to the same scene every single time. Or when you're running around, dressed down, and make up, just shots and time, you want to change up, doesn't stop, y'all and my job, driving me wild with your dynamite smile. And eyes like stars, kind of running around, and the rest, that's the you I like the best. Pretty, but yeah. baby, the way you look, you can stop the crowd. Wow. 
were growing up in Paris, and you mm -hmm. later moved to Georgetown. But when you were you were in Paris until what age? I think it was 15. Yeah. Okay. It was the summer of 89. Huh. Somewhere in there, 88, 89, okay. somewhere in there. Why did you end up moving to Georgetown? <laughs> my parents found a lot, and my dad was a builder, and yeah, we built a house out there at that point. We did that uproot you from the the school where you were? And it did. It did. I went to Scott County there in in Georgetown for about a year. Uh, after my sophomore year, I, once I got my license, I started to commute back to Paris, oh, gotcha. to Bourbon County. So It's sort of an interesting experience, isn't it, to, to change high schools. You know, you get a chance to crazy. kind of reinvent yourself a little bit, maybe. The first couple of months, there was a lot of sitting at lunch by yourself. It was an interesting change for me. Huh. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Did you start to write before you were out of high school? or I did. I did. I started to kind of to develop the writing early. Pretty early, I used to kind of make melodies on my guitar when I first started playing. And then the writing kind of started to develop when I was in high school, late high school, junior, senior. I really started really to develop the writing skill. How did you do that? I would just listen to music. I would try to mimic it. Uh -huh. You know, that's kind of where you start. If you want to learn to write a song, you listen to how it's done. Yeah. You know, so I kind of did that. I started to kind of just try to mimic songs and how they arranged and structured the pop tunes on the radio. You know, I would record them and be like, oh, how did you do this? And so that's kind of how it started, you know, doing that kind of stuff. You were never really drawn to the sort of confessional singer songwriter. Were you more drawn to the, the sort of pop sensibilities? I mean, I'm from the country. Yeah. I mean, we farmed growing up, but Joe always jokes around. He's like, oh, we got a guy in, the, in our group that was from the farm from Paris, Kentucky, but he grew up listening to Michael Jackson. And that's true. Right. You know, I. I grew up listening to pop music. I drew, I was drawn to it. Prince, Michael Jackson, you know, Hall and Oates, the old school stuff, you know, Marvin Gaye and, you know. Is it because you could sing with it or, or was it because you, you, you dug the, just, the groove? Yeah, yeah, I love the groove. I love the vibe, the soul of it, you know, the, the real, you know, the genuine vibe of it, so. Would you sing me a song? Would you Hold my hand Would you tell me a story About the promised land Would you sing me a song Would you hold my hand Would you walk with me Be my friend Everyone needs Shoulder to lean on day. And everyone needs someone to believe in. And everyone needs a friend they can count on. Everyone needs to be loved. Oh. Would you sing me a song?
a friend they can count on. Everyone needs to be loved. Oh, oh, oh. So fast forward then a little bit past high school. You went, did you go do a little college? I did. I did. Right here at UK. Oh, okay. <laughs> I went to the, originally started, I went to LCC at the time, mm -hmm. which was the community college and commuted from home. So I was there for about a year and a half and then I started working, got married and that into that. So, but my brother and my sister, they're both alumni from UK and mm. So we have, well, there's, there's a heritage here in Kentucky for us. You were in your 20s, then early 20s, when you yeah. decided you really wanted to devote more time to this art? My first real big deal, like when I was in high school, my transition from high school into college, I played in a group uh, that played just like little bars around Lexington. Uh, went from that into actually started, I started, my first real band was a band called Another Level, and it was like a Christian rock pop group and we traveled around and played all festivals. And, so, and that's kind of what got me into it. And then, again, got married, got a real job, <laughs> a nine-to-fiver. And uh, just, it wasn't until later that I kind of developed the feeling of, man, I, got, I really want to keep doing this. So and that's when I moved to Nashville. Mm. I've never been down this road before Till I met you Know that I could touch the sky Wasn't really looking for Somebody who Would take me by complete surprise
Coming up, more Red Barn Radio with the Daniel Mason Band. Recorded live from the Performance Hall at Arts Place in Lexington, Kentucky. We're back with more from the Daniel Mason Band after this break. This is Red Barn Radio. Welcome back. Tonight, we're with the Daniel Mason Band, recorded live from the Performance Hall at Arts Place in Lexington, Kentucky. This is Red Barn Radio. I recall Sunday morning, May 95. Standing in the driveway with tears in your eyes, you said, Baby, I love you, but I won't wait. Was the last words I heard before I drove away. Yeah. Oh, I was blind, I was blind. Should have changed my mind, should have changed my mind. But I was a fool. Yeah, the highway news. 
down in Nashville. I did have some connections originally and that was kind of what led me to that area because I knew some people in that area mm. and I had friends that lived in Nashville area and they were like man you're writing great music you got a great voice you need to just move to Nashville. It was kind of like the grind in Nashville is pretty crazy so like even the people that you know they're grinding too so when you get in that area it's like if you're starting from the bottom you have to network and work your way up so even the connections it's hard to get connected, even with the people yeah. you know, so you just kind of kind of make your way. You got to make your own way. You living there now? I am. Okay. Yeah, outside of Nashville in okay. the suburb area. So, what is the climate like down there? The, the musical climate. Scott and Jace both. They both are in that. It's like a melting pot right now. There used to be a real strong sense of country there, and there still kind of is underground now. It's kind of interesting. Country originally was the forefront. Now it's kind of come under because so many influences have influenced the new artists of country. So now you're seeing pop, rock, you know, you're seeing everything. The impact that Kentuckians are having yeah. on them. I mean, oh, between sure. Stapleton and, and Sturgill sure. Simpson, yeah. both of those guys making a, a huge difference. To me, um, really kind of cool what's happening down there, at least as, as I perceive it and, and you describe it. It seems like kind of a climate that can embrace what you guys are doing. There's probably some, some areas outside of Nashville, like maybe you know, maybe the East Coast and even the West Coast, because we've had a lot of people tell us, like, man, your sound would go over really well hmm. on, the w on the West Coast. It just has a lot to do with just, you know, mixing a lot of different styles in. Because we'll play in Nashville and people really dig what we're doing, because it's different. You know, we're, we're trying to bring a different different feel to, you know, groove to the music. So, And, it's, and it has a lot to do with our influences. I mean, yeah. what we're all bringing to the plate. She cooked and cleaned with no complaints Cat in the garden and fed the flames Of that old wood stove that kept us warm All through the night to the early morn mm -hmm. tobacco and bail the hay and when he finally got home he was so so tired but he always knew how to make a smile 80 hours 
bones She sacrificed her body to make a home Yeah, we didn't have much, but that's okay Mom and Daddy always knew how to find a way We kids were raised on faith, hope, and love Taught to fear the holy God above You see now, we were spoiled, you could say But it wasn't on the material things Any hours a week it went to the bone She sacrificed her body to make a home Yeah, we didn't have much, but that's okay Mom and Daddy always knew how to find a way. Help us find a way, Jay. Scott Barrett is playing bass, and what great harmonies! Really been enjoying uh, enjoying your singing. Thanks a lot. A lot. Tell us about your path. How did you end up? Uh, how did you end up meeting Daniel? Son of a preacher, man. Uh, grew up all over Mississippi with a pastor father. Every couple of years, new uh, new location, new friends, new sights. You become winsome, and so uh, uh. and with the same kind of story, kind of being told most of my young life that music was my identity. Uh, which I'm glad to know differently now, but it's still my wiring. And so naturally, every good little preacher's kid goes to Nashville to try and find his fortune there uh, with the world by the tail. And 26 years later, I'm working on finding my audience here with Daniel and the guys. And it's been a great thing. But yeah, I've been singing since I was two and doing all parts harmony since I was five. And so it was, it's a gift that I've been gratefully developing over the years. Moved to Nashville in 92, been slugging it out since then. 
So is that how it feels? Oh, of course it does. That, uh, like he says, working the connections. Everybody that that you know that, that you would hope to uh, network with and and bond with and become part of their tapestry. They've got their own work cut out for them, and so uh, there are no coattails to ride around Nashville. You, you've really got to work your angle and find your niche, find your audience, hold on to them, and mm -hmm. then count on them to facilitate uh, the, the ground buzz, you know, and to, to help you to spread. I guess you're probably better equipped to make something happen if you have a couple of tricks up your sleeve, if you can sing and play. Doesn't hurt. Yeah, you know, right. I never did both together until I joined Daniel. I, Truly? I was a hack bass player, and uh, I'd always been a front man and worked in front of bands and sang lead. Went to college for uh, for vocals as well in Memphis State when it was Memphis State. I knew that was, of course, in my DNA, but I started woodshedding a little over a year ago, playing and singing together, and uh, wondered why all these years I did never never pursued it before then. So, what else do you do you do with your time? I think I heard you downstairs talking about making doing some work on instruments. <laughs> yeah, so to speak, I, I work on instruments. Yes, I do uh, uh, modifications to primarily bass guitars and solid body six string electrics, but I also design and build by hand. No computers, no CNC, solid body. My pet is five string bass. But I have designed and built four sixes, six-string um, guitars as well, electric guitars. So it's it's been a, a cool thing. Yara Customs is my company. You've been looking, hoping, praying for satisfaction. You've been running down too many dead end roads. Another quick fix won't help your sense of direction. And just turn around, I'll show you another way to go. Yeah. Cause I've got all that you need in some. Yeah. I've got the ways and the means to make it happen. There ain't nothing I won't do to bring it all home to you. All my love, all my love.
Bryce Hackman is closest to me here. He's playing uh, playing guitar. You also went to school for vocals, did you not? Yep, I wanted to be an opera singer when I went to college. When you were 18? That's what I wanted. I grew up always doing choir, and um, that was kind of my only exposure to music, and so it just seemed like the natural thing to go into college, to continue to do choirs and singing and vocal performance and do that thing. At what point did you know, vocal performance turn into you know, opera? That seems like a, a leap. Well, it's kind of the only avenue in the classical world to like, mm. I mean, it's either doing professional choirs or classical music of some avenue. That was the only, from rural Illinois, that seemed like the only door I had open to do, to do music. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a school around me that did anything else but classical music. Hmm. And so how long did you actually pursue that in college? I mean, I have a degree in, in voice. That's what my degree is. One of my, I have a business degree as well, but I have a degree in classical voice. What did you learn about your voice in the course of training classically? That I don't want to be an opera singer? Yeah, how, why? <laughs> how come? Uh, that's a story that would take a lot longer than we have, I'm sure. I struggle a lot with my ear and recognizing the things that I hear in my head and associating that with the pitches that come out of my mouth. And it mm. became a, a problem that it was clear that that avenue was not for me and kind of developed also a complete distrust in singing for me to the point where I, when I left college, I hated singing. So that wasn't where I was heading anymore. Well, it's really cool that you can be now at this point, you know, sort of back to it again, you know, playing with some folks who really want to do some harmonies and your harmonies, you know, key in this. Yeah. It's yeah, really it, great here in that third part and you're doing yeah. a great job with it. Thank you. It took some time, took some healing, but now I sing all the time. Yeah. Wow. Way to go. Mm -hmm. And wh what about the guitar? How'd you pick that up? Yeah. I mean, around that time where I kind of got sick of singing is when I got introduced to guitar and I just fell in love because I'm a music theory just total nerd. I was the kid in my music theory class who set the curve that everybody hated. Uh -huh. And when, as a vocalist, <laughs> there's not a lot of practical application in that because it's so ear-driven and not as much theory-driven. Mm. And so when I picked up the guitar, it's just the world made sense. And uh -huh. I, like, by the time I left college, people thought I was a guitar performance major. I knew I wanted to go to Nashville to play guitar. And I had a teacher in college that was my guitar prof who was just super influential to me and just kind of steered me on and just fell in love with it. Wow, what a nice story. Yeah. I got your text late last night You said that you miss me and that you wish we never separated You can't turn back the hands on the clock No, you never stop filling my head with the hours that led us to our goodbye You broke my heart and now you're trying to put the pieces back together but it's too late i know you tried to come back and start over new but i got news for you it's too Wrong. 
trying to put the pieces back together. We would like to thank the Daniel Mason Band for being with us on Red Barn Radio this evening, and we'd like to thank also the many people behind the scenes who help with our production each week, especially Ryan Zenka, Lori Campbell, and Kate Heinen. And a very special thanks to Becky Alfrey, too, for her work with our social media. We thank all of you for listening to our webcast, watching us on Facebook Live, and those listening to us on the Red Barn Network of Stations. We also thank the members of our studio audience for supporting the mission of Red Barn Radio, which strives to present, promote, and preserve the rich musical tradition and artists of this Kentucky region, and then share the treasure with the world. Red Barn Radio comes to you live from our home, the Performance Hall at Arts Place in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. Our website has updates and further information on our guests and our program. We're on the web at redbarnradio.com. Tickets for Red Barn Radio are now available on the web at eventbrite.com, Lexington. And I know there are a lot of listeners out there who would love to hear one more tune from the Daniel Mason Band. You guys got one more to play for us? It'd be great. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Let's bring them back, the Daniel Mason Band. Give me a hand.
Red Barn Radio would like to thank Scott, Jace, Joel, and Daniel for being with us tonight. We'd like to thank Sims Pizzeria and Soda Fountain for supplying food each week for our musical guests and volunteers. Chef Greg Scott and Sims Pizzeria and Ice Cream Parlor is located just minutes from Lexington in historic Wilmore, Kentucky. For more information, see Sims Pizzeria and Soda Fountain on Facebook. Listen locally. Working in concert to encourage everyone to embrace any opportunity to listen locally and engage with each other in a variety of shared experiences, including music, theater, poetry, dialogue, and conversation. You can learn more about Listen Locally on Facebook, Instagram, and at listenlocally.net. The Griffin Gate Marriott Resort and Spa is Red Barn Radio's guest accommodation partner, providing hotel accommodations for our musical guests. The Griffin Gate Marriott Resort and Spa is the ideal choice for your next visit to Lexington, Kentucky. AccuPrint provides printed programs each week for our audience members. For all your printing needs, AccuPrint is on the web at accuprint.us. Red Barn Radio's executive producer is Ed Commons, who also directs our show. Red Barn Radio's line producer and booking manager is Warren Cobb. We also thank our volunteers. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. You can attend a Red Barn Radio concert in person. You'll find performance dates and times at redbarnradio.com. The Red Barn Radio playout theme, Wookie Foot, was taken from a live performance of the Wooks here on Red Barn Radio. For more information on the band, they're on the web at wookoutamerica.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be here again on this station next week at this same time as we celebrate the music and artists of this Kentucky region. I'm the voice of Red Barn Radio, Tom Brown. Red Barn Radio is brought to you with the financial support of VisitLex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information, VisitLex is on the web at visitlex.com. We're more than just bluegrass. LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's Arts Council, creating a great American city inspired by the arts. Red Barn Radio is a production of Red Barn Radio, LLC.